Coming soon to a city near you, Vinitaly Roadshow. Have you ever wondered how to attend Vinitaly for free? Are you a wine trade professional interested in a sponsored trip to Vinitaly International Academy or Vinitaly, the wine and spirits exhibition? Coming soon to Princeton, New Jersey, Harlem, New York, and Chinatown in New York City, Cardiff in Wales, London in England, and Roost in Austria. We'll be giving away our new textbook, Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0. Find out more about these exciting events and for details on how to attend, go to liveshop.vinitaly.com. Limited spots available. Sign up now. We'll see you soon. Welcome to another episode of On the Road Edition, hosted by Stevie Kim. Each week, she travels to incredible wine destinations, interviewing some of the Italian wine scene's most interesting personalities, talking about wines, the foods, as well as the incredible travel destinations. I'd like to have to catch a plane. You know, everybody's busy. But we have Amadeo, Baby Moretti Cuseri. We, for, we didn't talk about Orma, which is in Bolgheri. Um, tell us a little bit about that, when you've started. We got Orma in 2004. Mm-hmm. Orma is actually in Bolgheri, which is a dream place. Bolgheri is so beautiful because you have 1,100 hectares. The appellation is very small. Yeah, it's tiny. It's very tiny, but it's in a super beautiful place because it's exactly in front of the sea, in Maremma, north part of Maremma. And the terroir and the soil is very eclectic because you go from the sands, which is of course by the sea for a sandy, sandy soil, up to the rocky, like red rocky, full of iron, mm-hmm. like very huge minerality. And then suddenly you have this beautiful Macchia Mediterranea. Mm-hmm. And then just behind her head, you have this beautiful Alpi Apuane, which protect actually the area from the cold freeze of the north. We call it Orma because this is in a specific place. Orma in Italian means footprint. So it's 7.5 hectares in the Via Bulgarese, which is like a, a very good area for uh, vines. And uh, we're just next to Ornellaia and uh, the vineyards of Sassicaia. So when we got this very small property, um, the idea was like to put our footprint in the middle of the big right. giants. And so, but it's a small property, right? Very How? small, 7.5 hectares. And we a planted, vines? no, planted 5.5. Okay, so five. Of Merlot, Cabernet Franc, and Cabernet Sauvignon. And what are you, what wines are you producing in Olma? We just, we're producing two wines. Mm-hmm. Orma, which is the IGT, the, the crew. Mm-hmm. And then the little brother, which is the Bulgari Dock. And um, actually, it's the same sapage, same blend, but uh, Passe di Orma come from the youngest vines, and Orma come from the from the eldest one. And what are your, I mean, what are your uh, developments? Like, what do you see in the future uh, with Orma? Orma, Orma, we want to be like uh, every time we get like a, a property or estate. Mm-hmm. We really want to represent the terroir. We fall in love first of the terroir because we always think we fell in love with Orma and with Bulgari. Once we get there, when you breathe and you see all the beauty that is there, we always think that the vines is going to live and going to breathe and going to live the same as we feel. So every time we get a new estate, we want to, to, to represent and to express at its best the terroir. 
and uh, Orma it has to be like a Bordeaux blend, but that it has this soul and this uh, not aggressivity because it's too strong, but this like strong, strong soul of the terroir. So, what are the main challenges of you know having three different estates in Tuscany? What are the main challenges? Well, it's not really a challenge because all of them are very special and very different. And when you taste the wines, you see that they really come from a different specific uh, estate. So it's, uh, it's just a matter of uh, explaining what we do, where we produce it, and let the people um, uh, recognize that it's a different wine and recognize where they're from, what is the characteristic, what is the flavor, what is the taste. So it's just a matter of, uh, of communicating, of communications, of uh, make people taste, of uh, um, tell the story behind what we do, how we do. That's, that's, that's the beauty of it, actually. It's not a challenge. So listen, um, when did you start with the company? I started in 2019. Okay, so very, very, you know, just before the pandemic. Right. Exactly. So you just basically you started, and then the pan you bought exactly. you bought the pandemic. <laughs> That's not a good sign, yeah. actually. And now that it, the pandemic, I mean, it's not over yet, right? It's but not. we are cohabitating, right? What are what are some of the new ideas that you have as Amadeo, as the youngest, as the new arrival into the the wine company of uh, the family first business? Of all, first what would of you all, like to do? No, first of all, we noticed that there are now so many different ways to be connected to the people that love wines. So even through internet, even to Zoom meeting, even through podcasts, like the pandemic, like uh, help us out to find like a lot of new ways to get in contact to people. So before it was like mainly one-to-one -one meeting or one-to-one -one business. And we had this idea that if you're not there with the wine and having people in front of you, like that make them tasting, it wasn't the same thing. Mm -hmm. But now like everything is more approachable, more reachable, like in terms of getting touch, getting content, communication, marketing, promotion. So um, it really, really, the pandemic really, really helped us, um, but all the world, I mean, it's not the wine business, I think it's a general thing. It shortcuts the way you can communicate and it's, it's more, more and more approachable and more like uh, getting easy to get close to the people that you want to get in touch with. Italian Wine Podcast, brought to you by Mama Jumbo Shrimp. So tell us a little bit about the the party that you threw last, last night. night. Yeah. Oh, last night we, we had this amazing tasting in the vineyard. Actually, in between. You're like, almost like a wedding planner. <laughs> we were going crazy, right? Yeah. yeah there wasn't a cake. Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we missed the cake. Yeah. No, we were exactly two um, between two of the Merlot parcel last night. Mm -hmm. We have this like um, kind of a gate uh, um, setting of tables. Like it was like one big row. We were a hundred people sitting on this table, and um, I think it's a very very nice evening because we have it like at, at sunset, so from eight p.m. And we usually taste uh, some red wine, but also we had some Sicilian wine, uh, white wine and rosé, and we try to pair it with typical Tuscan food. So we had like the typical porchetta that I know you love very much. Yes, pork, <laughs> yes. Which is actually like a very typical Tuscan meal. We had panzanella, which uh, is, um, is a meal with bread, tomato, uh, sedano, 
and um, uh, Citriolo. And um, it's actually very typical from, from Tuscany because you have to prepare it with uh, old dry br bread. Yeah, so we had um, this kind of like a buffet style, yeah, buffet but with served with your wines. Exactly. And you've invited about 100 guests. Exactly. Yeah, right? we it kind of reminded uh, kind of the event that the, the Vialone dei Cipressi from Borgheri, right? They well, do that this year. Because we have a line of Cyprus yeah, on the yes, side. The, yeah. um, but it was really lovely. And, but how often do you do this? We do this kind of event twice a year in right. summer. So just a small segue into the other estates because you do have other estates, um, yes. not just in Tuscany, but also in Sicily, yes. our next favorite um, region. Where are your wineries in Sicily? Um, Feudomarca, which is in Noto, mm -hmm. south of Sicily, like the southest part of Sicily. If you but see but it's in inland, right? Inland, yes. Mm -hmm. it's a, no, it's not inland, it's by the sea. It is the yeah, seaside. Yeah, yeah, it's by the seaside, yeah. It's okay. the seaside, but in the south. And then we have Animardente, which is in the Etna volcano. Right, everybody knows where Etna is. Well, That's yeah, kind of the sexy so wine You've from been Sicily, there, right? Yes, time. I actually have been there. Did you feel the energy of the volcano once you get there? I yeah. always feel like this strong energy. I, like I think I think um, everyone just loves being in Etna and also um, the wines. People love Etna wines right now, especially the Americans. So. Hopefully we can go and you know visit your estates also in Sicily very can soon. Wait. Okay. All right. So that's a wrap for now. Um, I know we're heading into Arezzo, and uh, Amadeo um, is going to be kind of our cicerone. He's going to show us, you know, where to get the best coffee and and best pastries and. Give us a lovely town. How, how far is Arezzo from here? Uh, 15 minutes by car. Okay, so. Alrighty, so see you in Arezzo. And that's a wrap for now. Uh, chin Chin with Italian wine people from Sette Ponte. Ciao ragazzi! Ciao! joining us on another installment of On the Road Edition, hosted by Stevie Kim. Join her again next week for more interesting content in the Italian wine scene. You can also find us at italianwinepodcast.com or wherever you get your pods. You can also check out our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, to watch these interviews and the footage captured of each location. Chin chin!